This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hello, everyone. Kara Vabrowski here from Today's RDH. It is great to be back this month with my friend and partner in our prevention video series, Emily Bogey. Emily is Dual Dental Programs Chair for Dental Assisting and Dental Hygiene at Hawkeye Community College in Waterloo, Iowa. This month, we are going to discuss in-office fluoride applications, specifically fluoride varnish. Hey, Kara, and hello to everyone watching. We all know fluoride is such a valuable weapon in our war on caries. And as a natural mineral, it can bind to the surface of natural tooth structure and fluoride has all kinds of capabilities to re-strengthen teeth and deliver consistent results. So this is going to be no secret to many of our listeners when we talk about actual fluoride applications. Yes, but not all fluorides are created equal. And so this is one of the many reasons why it is so important that clinicians stay on top of their continuing education. Um, formulations of fluoride can vary in potency, efficacy, and ingredient formulation. Exactly. So there's so much we need to pay attention to. And as more research emerges and we're learning more and more about fluoride from both an at-home use and an in-office, more prescription, professional application standpoint, we're going to focus today on what we can do for our patient's chair side. So we can provide all kinds of education in office but it's a lot easier to control what we apply when the patient is actually in the chair than talk about what they're purchasing in the toothpaste aisle because that is a whole nother discussion. <laughs> right. Um, so let's start out by talking about what we are placing in office. As recent changes have been significant in changing the nationally and internationally recognized practice standards in many office, offices who do watch our video series. Right. That's a great place to start the conversation. So when we went to school, you know, 20 years ago, fluoride application following a dental hygiene instrumentation appointment, it generally consisted of isolating the teeth and then we would dry them and we would put cotton rolls, sometimes using cotton roll holders even, um, getting everything super dry and then applying a foam or a gel, oftentimes for up to four minutes. And <clears throat> excuse me, this, this was used because at the time the evidence showed that the most effective way for fluoride to have full uptake was to be in a dry field and to have a longer amount of time to make contact with the tooth without saliva interfering. Yeah, and isolating the teeth was super comfortable for the patient and no one ever gagged on all of the cotton we put in their mouth or the trays we were fortunate enough to graduate to the foam tray application for one minute rather than cotton roll application for four minutes. Yeah, that exactly sums it up. So we were using all of these products that our patients really like at the very end of their appointment, they were kind of dreading that, oh my gosh, now I have to have fluoride. So this method of application was very technique sensitive and patients didn't like it. And so as time went on, people in the uh, manufacturing world and people in the scientific world, as evidence was emerging, they started to develop the fluoride varnishes. And then this method of professional fluoride application, it could pack even a more concentrated dose of fluoride onto the tooth in the patient's appointment. And 
the problem with these early fluoride varnishes was they were really kind of a brown color or a dark yellow color. And so no patient really wanted to have that painted on their teeth following their preventive appointment. Right. But then when formulation started to improve in color and consistency mm -hmm. um, and came down significantly in price, more research became evident that not only was fluoride varnish of higher concentration than the fluoride foams, but the stickiness of the fluoride varnish allowed it a longer contact time with the tooth surface and increased overall uptake of the mineral. Right, but how do they find that out? Like, how do the researchers figure that out? So the researchers in one study, they looked at two groups, one that had varnish applied and the other had foam. Um, they studied the uptake of the fluoride at one week by using computer imaging to track fluoride uptake, and they found no significant statistical difference. However, after waiting another week, when researchers took that same data on the groups, they found higher levels of fluoride on the teeth that had varnish applied. So mm. this gave evidence that varnish gives significantly better long-term protection to teeth than foam. Um, this finding can be applied to every fluoride varnish application from early decalcification in primary dentition to recently erupted permanent teeth to even white spot lesions. Hmm. So the replication of all this research on fluoride varnish that must have been what prompted the American Dental Association when that big study came out in 2006 and the American Dental Association, the Council on Scientific Affairs, um, came out. It was a white paper and they recommended fluoride varnish to be the preferred professionally applied fluoride technique for patients specifically to prevent caries. So when, especially if the patient was in that high risk category, when you talk about their caries risk assessment, the ADA said, you know, go ahead and, and use the fluoride because it is more effective. And then they went on to state further. I remember that um, there was a decreased risk because of the fluoride varnish of little kids, especially of swallowing the fluoride. And so, de um, pardon me, fluoride varnish decreases the risk of fluoride ingestion when compared to a gel or a foam fluoride product. Yeah. So, in addition, the effectiveness of fluoride varnish in reducing dental caries is also significant. Foam fluoride treatments reduce caries by 25% in adults and adolescents and around 40% in children, um, while the numbers on fluoride varnish state, hear me very loud and clear, a 50 to 70% reduction in caries across age groups. Wow, that's like almost double, so, mm -hmm. or more than double in some cases. So. I guess what we're saying is the numbers don't lie, and that's the thing. So there's lots of research, right, other than what's coming out of the ADA and, and the national groups. Um, I found that Olson, Eisner, and McGinnis in 2007 stated that far too much time is spent on healthcare activities that don't improve health. So when you look at that statement from those researchers, it's kind of interesting to think that oftentimes we do things as providers that and we spend our time and the patient's time and the patient's money when is it really the best treatment modality out there so there's lots of things that we've been doing for many many years but offices opt still for the gel or the foam application over varnish why why do you think this is i 
I think it's maybe patient acceptance and maybe the lack of proper time to educate patients as to why we want to give them this valuable service. Um, fluoride varnish, as we all know, leaves a sticky film and it's not pleasant for a dental hygienist that has just spent a significant amount of time getting all sticky biofilm off and calculus and staying off teeth than to just make a mouth sticky again. And does the patient even want that too? Yeah, and I agree. I, I think ultimately it comes down to the education and the time that we take educating the patient why the fluoride varnish is a better option. I mean, a lot of patients might not necessarily like that sticky feeling, but if we can explain to them why it is so important and how much stronger it is than the gel or foam and how much more effective it is. And in addition to that, how much stronger it is than the toothpaste they're using on a daily basis. So it does come down to choosing a product that is more comfortable for the patient. And we know that not all fluoride varnishes are created equal. So when we talk about ease and the application and the efficacy, all fluoride varnishes really are a sticky lacquer with 5% sodium fluoride. So we have that, that base that's um, a colophony type of resin base, but there's also various differences of that actual resin base. So making head-to-head -head comparisons between fluoride varnishes is very difficult. So a lot of researchers have also pointed that out. So Shen and Audio, um, Audio Gold, stated that fluoride varnish does provide a highly concentrated temporary dose of fluoride to the tooth surfaces. But the various differences of resin between various brands is hard to measure. And the fluoride itself, hold, pardon me, the varnish itself, that resin base is what holds the fluoride right on the tooth surface for a longer amount of time than other concentrated products such as gels or foams. Yeah, so far we have stated that an increase in adherence time, an increase in uptake of fluoride, an increase in caries prevention, and a decreased risk of ingestion by children. Is there anything else we want to add as a benefit for fluoride varnish over foams and gels? Yeah, that's a lot of pluses. So let's... <laughs> I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. Um, oh, yeah, we never talked about desensitization. So fluoride varnish has the ability to desensitize exposed dental tubules. So this is one way that we can treat dentin hypersensitivity, specifically on exposed root surface. So many reasons why we already apply fluoride varnish, and this is just one additional reason why many clinicians apply the varnish as a desensitizing agent before, during, or after instrumentation procedures, most commonly after. Several researchers, uh, Pashley and his colleagues, uh, Kalmadi and colleagues, lots of people have documented the effectiveness of preventive brands and formulations of fluoride varnish in relationship to root surface sensitivity. So yes, this is effective at decreasing root surface sensitivity. In addition to calming these sensitive areas, fluoride varnish also adheres to them longer and helps to prevent those root surface caries, which we know is a problem, especially in our senior population, you know, dry mouth, 
either due to um, just natural drying of the mouth as they get older, or some of them are on medications that increase serostomia. So getting that fluoride on the root surfaces of those elderly patients especially is very important. Yeah, ag agree. Um, finally, I think we need to touch on the fact that fluoride is very easy to apply and is relatively low in cost. Um, mm -hmm. Recent evidence of successful programs that have implemented fluoride varnish application outside the dental office, like in medical offices and other clinical settings, have proven fluoride varnish's effectiveness. Um, outside of clinical dental practice. And so have you noted any negative side effects with varnish other than just the stickiness or the color that it may be if it's a darker tinted color following a preventive appointment? You know, it's a natural mineral. And so there haven't been any cases that I'm aware of of fluoride allergy. And I, I've read a fair amount about it. Yet some individuals have reported a sensitivity or an allergy to certain ingredients used in the manufacturing process, specifically if there's natural tree sap, if there's any gluten agents for people with celiac conditions, um, some flavoring agents can cause sensitivity, specifically cinnamon. So I know there's not a lot of cinnamon additives in fluoride varnish because there's a lot of people who have cinnamon sensitivity. Um, it's advised that patients who do report allergies have the MSDS and other ingredients sheets checked before it's applied. And that's just like everything else we use in the office. You know, we check the MSDS sheet, we make sure it's safe and keep the MSDS sheet on file. And I did also want to um, touch base on that medical office application. I know that was a little controversial when medical offices started applying fluoride varnish. I know that the um, FQHC, the federally qualified healthcare center that's in my area, had a couple years ago really started um, they had the dental center that was in the building educate the medical professionals on how, how to apply the fluoride varnish. And they have a hygienist that goes up to the pedo care center every day from a certain amount of time to a certain amount of time. And she places the fluoride varnish for them. So it's a really interesting addition, additional service provided from the medical side of the clinic that a hygienist is in there and she's applying this and she's teaching the other medical professionals about it. And so the way I look at it is it's such a positive to have an additional service and to get that dental medical connection in the FQHC. Because if, you know, so much education can be provided even in those couple minutes as you're just painting the fluoride on the teeth. And maybe those people don't have access to dental services and that's a great opportunity for them to get even just a little bit of access to dental services. So there's, there's so much benefit to fluoride varnish. And I think that we've done a, a decent job explaining why all these benefits far outweigh any risk. So just make sure you're looking, yes, looking at the ingredients list, but fluoride itself, I haven't seen any allergies or any drawbacks for folks. And I won't get into the fluoride hater discussion today. <laughs> that's opening a whole nother can of worms. We could probably do a video just on that, but um, it's, it's so beneficial and, and we're using it at the school. We, we do teach tray and foam application, but in our clinic, we, we are all varnish. Yeah. I would, that's funny. Back in, when I was uh, in hygiene school, they didn't even teach us. I mean, did they? See, now I don't even remember because it was just varnish. Mm -hmm. It's like research shows it's far more efficacious over foam 
here you go. This is what we use. And so, and, and mm-hmm. I've never worked in an office that ever used, oh, that's untrue. I worked in one that used gel. <gasps> and I wanted to scream. That's a whole nother conversation. I probably shouldn't have even brought it up. Yeah, but what, you know, I remember, the reason I remember the fluoride varnish in school though, without brand name dropping, I just remember when I would have to go to get the fluoride varnish because it was before the days of fluoride varnish being white. It was when they only had that kind of tree sappy resin option. I just remember thinking, oh, this patient is going to hate me because they're going to leave here with brown teeth. And I remember being a young clinician even, despite all the knowledge that we had in hygiene school, I, th- I would still think this patient is going to hate me because I'm going to paint this brown stuff on their teeth. And how fortunate we are now. Like when I left private practice five years ago, we were varnishing everybody. I mean, it was just standard of care. And so it, I, I, you almost wonder like, why, why hasn't that standard of care? It's been what, 13 years, 2006, 14 years since the recommendation came out. So anyway, I think, I think we've done a good job explaining the benefits. I do too. Um, So I think, that's probably about all the time we have because we really did, I think, get on touch on everything. Um, so thank you, Emily. And and of course, thank you to Dent Supplies Rona for sponsoring mm-hmm. our wonderful preventive series. And thank you to everybody watching. I hope this kind of clears up that, yes, research states varnish more efficacious than foam. Have a wonderful day and may all your patients floss. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 